don't look back because the market is closed. Good Wednesday afternoon, everyone. Tyler Herridge here with you for today's VRA Investing Podcast. Another interesting day for our markets today. After we started off this week on a rough note, our markets have been working hard to get those losses back. And good to see on a day like today where we had a Federal Reserve meeting. Uh, as history has shown us, Jay Powell does not do very well for the market on these Fed days. The Fed just wrapped up their two-day FOMC meeting. And usually when you get Jay Powell in front of the microphone, he talks the market down. I'll get to some of those facts here in a second. But the Fed announcing today they will be keeping rates the same, essentially for the foreseeable future. No real surprises there, especially not from us. Uh, but once again, announcing that there are there is no exact timeline for what we're going to see for tapering in this market. That's been a, a heavily contended debate here, uh, whether or not the Fed is going to taper in 2021. Our view has been that they will not be tapering this year and likely not into the beginning of next year. Uh, but we had a few points from Jay Powell today on that exactly. Uh, certainly, like I said, a lot of analysts thinking that they would taper some fear in the market for when they would taper. And he said something new today that caught our attention, which is that the Fed, when they do begin tapering, it'll be a gradual taper and they expect it to end by midway through next year. That's the first time that he has said something like that. Now, keep us in the camp of skeptics here. We've heard this type of rhetoric before from the Fed. They're going to start raising interest rates. They're going to start tapering. And then, conveniently enough, they get bad economic data. They get another variant out there. So, you know, next we'll have the, the gamma variant, the whatever comes after Delta, uh, that stops the Fed from that tapering. So, it was really interesting to hear that comment from him today. But again, Put us in the camp of skeptics. Even when they do start to taper next year, it probably end up something like they cut it from $120 billion a month to 100. And if the market, they'll wait and see. If the market freaks out, they'll find an excuse to stop it there. Again, like I talked about on Monday's podcast, this particular Fed meeting was set up perfectly. After August, job data came back weaker than expected. And the Delta variant going through the system and the fear really of the Delta variant more so than the variant itself. But that teed up the Fed perfectly for the meeting like we had today. And then one of the most important topics is the topic of inflation. And really, they just keep spinning us in circles here. At first, they'll say that it's transitory, which they did last year. Then they'll say, well, it's a little bit hotter than we expected, which they did later. And now they're trying to sell us on the idea that maybe inflation is good for you. Uh, you know, talking about it today, they were Jay Powell was talking about, oh, well, inflation may not be as hot as we want it. It's really only two-tenths of a percent higher uh, than our Fed's funds rate that we're looking for here. And that's because of the way that the Fed measures inflation. They take out all of the things that we know are increasing on a regular basis, whether it's housing and rent prices, grocery prices, healthcare costs, education costs, those don't go in to these metrics. 
So already they have a skewed view of what inflation is. Uh, just like the Biden administration did recently in one of their press conferences where they talked about inflation of grocery prices. Well, if you take out pork, you take out beef, take out poultry, then inflation really has been pretty tame. Okay, so you take out all of the things that you are, are essential to many people, unless you're a vegan, and then you're looking good. That just isn't how it works. It's not how everyday Americans deal with these issues. Uh, the Fed certainly doesn't factor into the real cost of living here. Uh, so what? there was a slight win for Jay Powell today, though, and that was that the market didn't turn negative when he started speaking. This is what I was talking about earlier. Since the Fed began these Fed meetings, the FOMC meetings in 2011 under Ben Bernanke, no other Fed chairman has had this poor performance in the stock market on days when they speak. The second closest to Jay Powell was uh, Alan Greenspan, and it's really not even close. Jay Powell has a far worse track record. Uh, about a year ago, we did the work on this. About 90% of the time when he spoke, the market went lower, and we saw it today. Uh, the market did finish well. But when he started speaking, the market started heading lower. Uh, so overall, not a bad day for Jay Powell and the Fed. We got through it here, and we expect this market, after the shakeout that we've just had, to continue heading higher. Also this morning, we got housing data shedding some more light on what appears to be a little bit slower of a housing market than expected. Existing home sales dropped 2%. Uh, month over month, worse than the expectations of 1.7%. But check this out. Medium sales prices of homes have increased almost 15% so far. And been a really interesting year. This might be a little anecdotal, but here in Austin, we're looking at buying a home now. Prices have taken a little bit of a dip recently. Not significant, but we're talking about you know homes that were listed at, at uh, you know four hundred thousand or so now being sold for like three eighty or so. Uh, so really interesting. Going to see if that continues. A lot of those who I'm talking to in the industry thinks there's just a little bit of a dip. Uh, we were due for a little bit of a pause. Lumber prices have fallen, so that's got to make its way through the system as well. Um, but something we'll be saying on top of here, we think this housing market will remain strong. And then, of course, today, the big news from the week has been the Chinese Evergrande situation. The Chinese Communist Party announced overnight that they will be paying local bondholders and nationalizing slash bailing out Evergrande. When that news was announced, futures were actually slightly lower than that news came out last night. Total flip. And then that got us into today where... Uh, we open higher for our markets. I'll get to that here in a second. But China is injecting 120 billion yuan into their system to fix this liquidity issue, keep it at bay. Uh, their, their largest injection since January of this year, so not too long uh, since that really. But here's the interesting part, 120 billion yuan. Sounds like a lot of money, right? That's the equivalent to about 18 and a half billion dollars in U.S. terms. So while the Fed is injecting $120 billion a month into the system, it's a big deal when China does $18.5 billion. So that gives you a little bit of a scale of what this problem is really looking like. And again, 
The markets love this news though, and that's what matters at the end of the day. Let's take a look at our market action. We were led today by small caps, the Russell 2000 up about a percent and a half to 2,218. Next up was the NASDAQ, good to see tech leading as well, up 1.02% to 14,896. I'll get to more on tech here in a minute. Next up was the Dow, up 1% even to 34,258. And lastly, the S&P 500, up 0.95% to 4,395. Also today, VIX falling a big 14%, now back down to a 20 on the VIX. Uh, good to see volatility decreasing here. Uh, looking at our internals on the day, much better numbers. Uh, advances, advancing stocks beating out declines, almost three to one positive on the day today. New 52 week highs to lows coming in strong here as well. And then lastly, volume on the day came in almost at a bullish thrust level here. I talked about this on Monday because we had uh, nearly 90% downside volume day, which can be a bullish signal that it's a little bit overdone on the selling. On the other side, a 90% up day is called a bullish thrust. A uh, lot of volume coming into the market, very bullish today. So we got the opposite of Monday. 85.9% upside volume on the NYSE. It was higher earlier in the session, but that's a big win here for volume. And then on the NASDAQ as well, coming in two and a half to one positive on the day today, actually a little bit better than two and a half to one. Looking at our sectors on the day today, we were led by energy, oil was up nicely, followed there by financials and then tech. And this was good to see from tech. As we talk about here often, you want to see tech leading the market and semis leading tech. Well, we saw that today. The semis were up a nice, excuse me, 1.8% on the day today. So good to see this, this, excuse me. So good to see the semis leading the way today. Finally for today, our VRA commodity watch gold. Now we're one commodity lower on the day today. Now down 0.62% to 1,767 an ounce. Silver now up just over three tenths of one percent to twenty-two dollars and sixty-eight cents an ounce. Copper up a big two point two nine percent today to four dollars and twenty-two cents a pound. And lastly, oil, as I mentioned earlier, up nicely today, two point one one percent to seventy-one dollars and ninety-eight cents a barrel. And lastly for today, Bitcoin now up. Got a little bit of a recent pullback from Bitcoin lately, but getting a little bit of that back today, up nearly 3% to 43,293 of Bitcoin. Folks, that is all that we have time for here today. Please be sure to subscribe to receive our VRA podcast every day at the market close. Also join us on YouTube for our video podcast as well. Uh, Vertical Research Advisory, if you want to look that up on YouTube. Thanks again for tuning in. Until next time, we'll see you back here tomorrow for the close.